So the other night, uh, going to bed, Katie turns on Say Yes to the Dress. <laughs> and I'm just like, are you, can we say no this time just once, please? Can we say no? And within about five minutes, I got totally sucked in to the drama, to the power of Say Yes to the Dress. I mean, it was just fascinating how interesting and interested I was within a short amount of time. And the reason it was is I got to start to watch this dynamic play out between the bride and the rest of her family. See, what you, what you know is, and girls, if you haven't gotten married, you're going to get married one day, those that have, is that the bride always has a plan. Like, even if she's not a planner, like, I've married lots of different couples, and some are a little more, like, laid back, and some are really type A. And even the laid back ones have a plan. They have a picture. They have a dream of what it is. And what they do is they come in to this wedding shop and they are getting ready to open their heart, which is their plan for their wedding day, for what their wedding dress should look like. And this lady sits down and they just can't wait to just jump all over it and say, oh, I want it like this and then the back and then the thing and the train and this and the blah, 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 blah. And every single time the bride, she brings in somebody to try these dresses on, friends, family, mom and dad. And what I've noticed is, is that uh, a lot of times this goes really, really well when she tries on dresses, and a lot of times it goes really, really bad. And the difference is how the family's disposition is going into this dress-trying-on moment. What happens is, is that the families that really understand that the bride has a plan and that they're willing to let the bride keep her plan, that always goes best. But what normally happens, which is what makes it a great show, is the bride comes in, she brings in mom and dad and the friends, and she does her moment, right? She tries her dress on. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And then the, the, the families that get it, they go like this. They go, what do you think? Because they know she has a plan, and they're just like, we love what you love. But that's not the way it works. And every time that happens, it's so refreshing. Like, oh, there's a mom that gets it. There's a family that gets it. She has a plan, and they just ask a question, and they just try to find her dream and support it. But all the times you turn around like this, and then the, the mother typically goes like this, ooh. And then she's like, what, what, what? I, I love, I love, don't you love the, don't you love the, the don't you, don't you? And the mother is like, no, no, no. And she's like, why, why, what? She's like, well, I just, and I literally remember one mother saying this, mother of the bride, saying, I just never pictured you in a dress like that. And you know what that means? That means the mother has a plan. So what happens with marriages a lot of times is that the bride, for years and years and years, they've been watching, taking mental notes, maybe scrap booking, whatever they're doing, they're building their plan for their wedding dress, their wedding day, their marriage, they're building a plan. But the whole time, usually the mom is kind of building a plan too. And the moms, listen, this is just a freebie. When your daughter gets married, the best mothers do it the way that my mother-in-law did it, and she's in here right now, I'm not just saying that. They ask the bride what their plan is, and they try to get on board with their plan. They just say, I want to support you. I want it to be your day. I'm not going to, you know, live vicariously through this. Your plan is my plan. And the thing is, is a lot of times 
brides want moms to get involved, and that's fine. That's fine. But wait until they ask you over and over again, Mom, what do you think? No, I really want to know what you think. I really want to know what you think. Because I have a plan, and my plan includes your wisdom and your direction because you have a great relationship or whatever. But the bottom line is, is that you and I have an opportunity whenever there's a plan to be irritating or to be helpful, to be uh, uh, support or just a problem. We get that opportunity. And during this series, we're talking about being the refreshing part of Christmas. And during Christmas, there are plans. And one of the ways that you can become the refreshing part of Christmas is to embrace a change of plans. When you have plans and something happens in your world that you didn't expect, our job is to be the refreshing part. Be the part that says, you know what, I had an idea of the way this was supposed to go, but I'm going to deviate. Why? Because I love that person, because I'm going to make it easier. Nobody likes the person that comes in and imposes their will in every scenario. You become the irritating part of Christmas when you have to have it your way. You want to be the refreshing part of Christmas? When the plans come along, go with the flow. Last week, we talked about how being the refreshing part of Christmas is being interested, that you're going to be around people that you're going to be around people that you don't want to be with. And you need to let it snow, and you need to be the refreshing part of Christmas, and you need to be the one that asks the questions and pushes through and learns someone's story and make a connection with someone that you wouldn't normally want to make a connection with. That's how being the refreshing part of Christmas works. And this week, it works with you embracing a change of plans. There's never been, never been a greater need to embrace a change of plans than in Matthew chapter 1 with the story of Jesus Christ coming to this earth. In this story, we see a bride and a groom who had plans, plans just like you and I would have in a wedding, plans just like we have every day, plans like we have every season, big plans, family plans, event plans, dinner plans, movie plans, all the different plans, and you take that and you add a marriage, and you add a wedding, and you see two people that God brought together with big plans, and he came along, and he changed their plans. And so the challenge is, are you ready to embrace a change of plans? The people around you will be glad when you do. The story of Jesus being born is told in Matthew chapter 1. And up here on the screen, I'm going to put some paraphrases of it and some sections. We're going to jump through all the way through this. But if you want to open up your Bibles or you want to look on your phone or whatever, you can read through this. And we also had it on the screen beforehand. Um, the story of Jesus goes like this. His mother, Jesus' mother, who's Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. And what you find out is it's so true, right? That brides have plans. And of course, Mary who is engaged, which is a long engagement in this uh, culture, about a year long, and it was a step up from the kind of engagement that we have, a lot of ceremony, a lot of religious kind of things that they would do for a year long. These two had major plans, and you find that the bride has plans, of course, to get ready to be married in her dress and all the different ceremonies that they would go through, but also uh, Joseph had plans. That's the thing is most grooms have a plan, they're not always uh, heavily involved, and the best way to be a groom in a wedding is to just do whatever she says. That should be your plan. That's the best plan. But in their culture, there was a little bit, it was a little different. 
They had to have a plan because, uh, and I've told this in a, a series called Tank Tops and Flip Flops, I told the whole story of a wedding in Israel at this time. And so if you want to hear that, go back and listen to that. But essentially, Joseph would for a year plan to be married to Mary. In fact, him and his father would go and build a house on the back of their house. And they would get ready for Mary to come and move in. And at some point within a year's time, he and his family and his friends would go into the town that his wife lived in the middle of the night and blow a trumpet. And then that was the beginning of a one-week celebration for marriage. And so Joseph was making all kinds of plans. What was going to happen? What was going to go on? And something happened that you guys know that just completely threw off his plans, threw off Mary's plans, and threw off all of our plans. Before they came together, so they're engaged, and before they came together to actually be married, Joseph learned that she was pregnant. Can you imagine this? Baby, what's going on? Come on now. I mean, this is, this is your woman. This is like, this is not okay. Baby, what's going on? Why are you throwing up all the time? What's going on? I mean, he's going, I'm figuring something, something's not right. And he's seen other women be pregnant. And now all of a sudden, she's looking that way and talking that way. And he's going, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not okay. He learned that she was with child. Now, can you imagine the change of plans? Can you imagine just the change of heart? Just the attitude. You went from building a house for this woman and planning this huge, elaborate experience where the two of you are married and you live together and you love and you grow and you have children together to now my wife-to-be has slept with another man and not only that, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. She has the baby. In this culture, when this happened, this was just not okay. In fact, when a woman not married would be pregnant, sometimes they would get stoned. And they would become a disgrace. Not just the woman, but the man that was going to be married. Just shame. Just very much shame. Nobody makes plans to be shamed. They weren't making plans. This completely threw them off. What happens is, is Joseph is just like trying to figure out a way. It says in this passage that he was a godly man. So he loved God. And even though his culture had these kind of normal rails for disgrace that she was supposed to go through and he was supposed to subject her to, he stops and says, you know what, I don't want to do it that way. Because he was a godly man and he didn't want to bring a bunch of shame to Mary and to her family. And so it says this. It says that while he was trying to figure a way out, which is another way of saying he was trying to come up with another plan. He was trying to come up with, okay, I had a plan, and then this threw off my plan, so now I've got to make another plan. And he's trying to figure out another plan. And that's what we do, don't we? When we have our plans and something outside of our control throws us off of our plan, we just try to make another plan. And that's normal, and this is normal. This is what Joseph is doing. What would you do? You would do the same thing trying to figure a way out, a way out of the marriage, a way out of the disgrace, a way out of the problem, come up with a new plan. This is what, exactly what you and I would do. It says that he had a dream. And so God, in the form of an angel, in the midst of this dream, shows up to Joseph and he says this. Joseph, God sends an angel. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Don't hesitate? Wait, 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 don't hesitate? You, you, I, I love this woman, and now she's pregnant with someone else. I, I don't even understand. Don't, what, what are you talking about? He, the angel goes on and said, this is a gift from God. 
And that God, God has brought this pregnancy to Mary. And that it's part of a bigger plan. Don't even hesitate. Let me ask you this. When God throws a different plan in front of you than you were thinking, do you, could you ever imagine not hesitating and staying with it? How difficult it is to embrace a change of plans. But the difference is the refreshing part of Christmas. It's when you get to become somebody that's been moved by God to let the things that are happening in your life not only keep you away from the world's way of doing things and the natural progression of things, but to actually find and move in the plan of God. Do you know that all of life, not just Christmas, is about finding this plan? Is about saying, God, what do you want for me? What do you have for me? And trying to get to that point where you don't even hesitate. You're just looking for God's plan. You're looking for God's way. This is what life is about. It's not just Christmas. This is life. Do you hunger after it? And he does this. Don't hesitate to get married. And then he says, why? She will bring a son to birth. And when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. Now, I got to tell you, this is, this is crazy, right? To, like, to have someone else name your child. So, you know, with this moment, I'd like to announce officially that Katie and I are expecting our third child. We're super excited. Yeah, God is blessed. It's amazing. And I got to tell you, like, I got to tell you, like, it definitely throws your plans off. And, and, and then the naming part of a child is one of the most exciting things. And it's difficult enough with just mom and dad naming a child, let alone to have a third party come in and throw a name in there. It's like you don't get to bring that to the table. Katie and I have these conversations about what we're going to name. Is it a boy or a girl? We don't know. It is, what are we going to name it? Is this? Oh, I don't like that. I said a name the other day. She goes, I don't like that. And she said a name the other day, and I went, hmm, that's interesting. And, you know, we're, we're going through this process, right? Like all, all of us did. Every single one of you high school kids, your parents went through this process of picking your name. And sometimes it was, uh, you know, a family thing or not. But the bottom line is, is that it's a cool process for a husband and wife to go through. You don't really plan on having someone show up and say, by the way, I've picked the name. Come on. At least let us have the name. You threw our whole plan off. At least let us have the name. God says, no, 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 no. If you want to be the refreshing part of life, if you want to be the refreshing part of Christmas, you're going to have to embrace this newness, this change, because this is, this is the way I work. Because the way you're headed is a certain way, and all of us are off the path. And if you're going to really find the path of God, it's just going to be change, 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 new plan, new way all the time. And that's hard, but that takes faith. And he says, you're going to name your son Jesus, which literally means Jehovah saves, God saves. And then he says, and here's the reason I'm doing all this. I'm changing your plan to my plan because my plan is better than your plan. He says, you have a plan to have a family and all that, and that's great. But my plan is to save the entire world. Oh, okay. God, I guess you do have a good plan. You see, part of embracing change, especially at a spiritual level, is understanding and believing by faith that God might have plans worked out better than you do. And see, this happens in a spiritual sense. It also happens in a practical sense. We're going to talk about both. And this is what's so great about Joseph. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded him in the dream. He married Mary. He moved forward. He had a plan. Something changed his plans. And he was finding a new way. And then God said, no, no, no. I want you to stay right here. And this is going to be a little different. It's going to be a different name. It's going to be a different purpose. And it's going to change the world. 
And you see, for us to be the refreshing part of Christmas, we need to embrace a change of plans. Can I tell you right now, God has a plan for you. Isn't that great that God has a plan? Isn't it great to know that he actually is up there, he's here, he's around, he's got this idea. He's got a trajectory. It's special, it's unique, and it may be really, really difficult, but it's better than your plan. All the time, it's better. Now, some of you are going through heartache. Some of you are going through the challenges that some of us could never imagine. And like the song that we were singing, God works all things together for those who love him. He works them together for good to those that love him. He has this way of taking these horrible scenarios and building them up into beauty. And you have to remember that in order for the ultimate plans to be embraced, you have to believe that God's plan is bigger than just what happens here on earth. It's bigger. You see, we don't understand the full scape of of life and death. God has created eternity. He's an eternal being. And our plan is not just about here, it's about after here. And so God has a plan that is better than yours to make eternity better than you thought it could be. That's the way he is. And so God has a plan, and my, my, my challenge is go with it. Embrace a change. This year there's something that's got to change. If something's got to be different, you've got to embrace it. Now when you're trying to learn a new plan, when you want to figure out what's going on, what do you do? Don't, don't, don't think about like spiritually what do you do. When you are trying to figure out just plans in general, what do you do? You have a conversation. So my dad, my stepmom, and my grandpa, my dad's dad, uh, told me a couple months ago they'd like to come visit uh, during Christmas. And so uh, they, they're going to be in town during the week of Christmas. And I called them on the phone. And I said, Dad, what are you doing? When are you guys going to be here? And they're staying with her mom for a while. And I said, we want you to come over to the house a little bit and be here for a while. And we talked for a long, long time about the plans. You know, we have to work things out with my grandpa. He's getting old. And we have to have, like, where he's going to stay. You see, when you really are trying to figure out plans, you move towards simple conversations. You see, for us to figure out the plan of God, We have to constantly be having a conversation. And this sermon is not about prayer. This is not about you praying. This is about you interacting with God. This is about you saying, God, you have a plan all the time, every day, every minute. Do you understand and recognize the presence of God, that he is constantly around and that he wants to have a conversation with you? And for those of you that have embraced Christ, he lives inside of you. And he's going, talk to me about plans. Talk to me about plans. I'm telling you, I know you have an idea, but I have something different. I know you have an idea, and my different is going to be better ultimately than what you're planning on. And he's going to bring it sometimes into your, right in front of you. You're not going to ask for it, and he's going to lay it right in front of you. And you get the chance right there to either embrace what God is doing or reject it. And Joseph and Mary, through the power of God, embraced the change and it affected all of us. So here's the deal. Here's just like a simple thing you can do. Um, Bible for kids. Go to bible.com slash kids. Uh, On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, we're going to put this today. It's actually already up. And this is a Bible app for kids. It's really, really cool. And for those of you that don't read the Bible all that much, or you don't know how to read the Bible, just because it says kids, that doesn't mean that it's like 
um, uh, below you. You know, I, I opened this thing up and, and listened to the story of Jesus' birth. And there's a, there's a church down uh, in Oklahoma that created this app, and it's one of the greatest things. So what you can do is this time of year is, is just constantly be looking at Scripture and the story of God. Because when you learn the story of God, you'll learn how your story fits inside of it. And when you learn that story, you're going to be able to embrace a change of plans even better. When I was in high school, uh, this is just a quick little um, uh, visual, so when you see these cool-looking people, you know you found the right place. Um, when I was in high school, I had to embrace a change of plans. Katie and I uh, were going to spend a whole Saturday together. This was around this time of year before school was out. And we were going to spend the whole day on a Saturday hanging out. I was excited. You know, because Saturday when you're in high school is like Christmas every week. It's like, thank you, Lord. I don't have to go to that place, that prison, um, school. I love school. Yay for education. Um, so, uh, but Saturday was like, get me, get, you know, I want to do something else. And my dad on Friday night, he was like, he was like, uh, nope, tomorrow as a family, we're all going to get in the family truckster. He didn't say that, but that's how I see it because it's like he's Clark or something. And, and we're going to go and we're going to cut down our own Christmas tree. And I was just kicking and screaming. And I have all these brothers and sisters, and they're all excited to go. And I'm just like, oh, I wanted to go do this. I had different plans. I wanted to do something else. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And my dad said, no, we're going to go do this. And nobody wanted me around. I made it like a, a horrible trip all the way out to Granville to cut this Christmas tree down. But by the time that we got there, I was overwhelmed with the sights and sounds of Christmas. It just blew my mind. And I was like, this is better than I thought. And then we all got on this little train. We had hot chocolate. And we were like a happy family. We were like, like hugging and singing. I mean, it was like silliness. We were hugging and singing. It was like a Mary Poppins movie. I like, so, so we're like singing. We go out to the tree. I'm like, Dad, can I cut it down? And it's like, I'm like 15 years old. And I turn into a four-year-old. And I'm like cutting this thing down. And we throw the tree. And we got this live tree. We put it on top of the car. And we came home. And I, the only reason I'm telling that story is I actually remember it. I remember that moment. I remember being surprised at how much more fun my dad's plan was than my plan. Now, I love hanging out with Katie, but, I mean, that was fun. We got the, this amazing Christmas story. It was great. And it reminded me, and that's the heart of this message. God is going to try to speak to you all the time and give you a new plan. He's got big ideas for you. And you have to constantly be seeking that and connected with him. But to be the refreshing part of this Christmas, here is the little trick. When new plans come that are different than you were anticipating, don't be a stick in the wheel. Don't be the person that just has to impose their way. Back off and say, what's the plan here? And go with it. Go with the flow a little bit. To be the refreshing part of Christmas, embrace a change of plans. Kids, your parents have some plans. They're going to drive you nuts. Go with them. Parents, your kids have some idea in their heart. They want to do. They have a little plan. You know, at some point, maybe you listen to them and you deviate off of yours. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. When, when people together kind of become refreshing to one another because they don't always have to have their way. You see, Mary and Joseph changed it for us. They said, we're going to embrace a change of plans. We're going to let it snow. Now, the series is called Let It Snow. So I was thinking that we should be like singing the song, Let It Snow. Don't you guys think we should sing that song? It's been snowing a lot. So do you guys want to sing Let It Snow with me? You guys want to do that? Maybe? Okay, we're going to do it whether you want to or not. Um, so I got this guitar. So this is, uh, this is a, 
a change of plans. So whether you came to church or not expecting to do this, I don't really care. We're going <laughs> to, we're changing the plans. I don't know how to turn this on. What do I do? Oh, yeah. You know, there was a setting back here that had more girth to it. Should we find that one? Oh, yeah. Okay, so here we go. The words are going to be on the screen. We're going to sing, let it snow. Now, I want to hear you guys sing really loud, okay? Ready? You guys ready? You know, you know, the 930 service got a little clap going. Let me show you. Here we go. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Oh, it doesn't show signs of stopping, and I bought some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low. Come on. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss tonight, how I hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight, come on. Yeah, that was good. Give you guys a hand. Come on, you guys sound good. All right, here we go. Now I got a little um, Let It Snow sermon and a song version that I wrote, okay, for you guys. So you can sing along with this and just listen to the words. Try to remember this, all right? Be the refreshing part of Christmas. Come on, don't be a butthead. Seriously. Okay, here we go. Now the family will get annoying and the weather you're not enjoying. But if you'll just go with the flow, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Keep on clapping, come on. You gotta keep it together. Yeah, here we go. Here we go, here we go. Right? You ready? Now it's easy to be a butthead and get worked up about what your boss said. But if you keep your temper down low, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Come on. When you get a bad attitude, come on. Because the people around you are dumb. Don't say anything, don't be rude. Just smile till your face is numb. This is my fake Christmas smile. Merry Christmas! When the presents are under the tree, you spent Christmas Eve at 514. I know your heart will start to glow. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Yes, sound good. Merry Christmas. Watch this video.